0: Episode 164 Three Things You Don't Need to Know, but Probably Should. You're listening to the Game Changers with Jason Jennings Leadership Lessons in Speed, Productivity, Growth, Innovation, and Reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I am your host, Dale Dixon, and this is the podcast with more than a million listens growing every week. It is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, I know you are chomping at the bit for today's topic. Great to see you. Uh, oh, great to see you. And by the way, um, hello, Dale. Ooh. It's good to
1: see you. So the, nice. story, so, so the story is uh, is that a couple of weeks ago, I looked at Dale and I said, gosh, I, I love your new glasses. I mean, what are they? And uh, and Dale said, well, you know, I have so much eye, uh, eye strain from being on computers all the time. He said, so I got myself these Gunner glasses. And and he took them off, and he kind of held them up, and he said, you can see the yellow glimmer. Well, several days later, uh, he's such a generous guy, uh, a pair of gunner gloves, my own gunner glasses showed up. And I will tell you this, I have religiously, been using them uh and what a difference
0: it makes Uh, do you want to do a quick commercial for gunner glasses (laughs) Go, go ahead i guess yeah we can even uh we'll tell you what we'll do this we will throw up a link in the show notes to them but uh so i i saw that there are this is really taking the tech community in your home area san francisco taking the tech community by storm and these uh are being worn by a lot of folks because they reduce eye strain, basically block out about 98%, 99% of blue light is what the claim is. Um, so I thought, oh, I'm going to pick them up. Uh, it's inexpensive enough, and I wanted to give them a try. And sure enough, eye strain, as you said, reduced dramatically um, wearing these. And I find myself actually wearing them a lot, uh, including driving at night. Yes, They're helpful. Yes. So
1: well, I'm enjoying I, them. Well, let me tell you, the difference I saw immediately. Uh, I mean, and it was absolutely profound. Generally, um, when I'm off the road, I'm up at 4.30, 4.45, and I am really on the computer uh, until 3.30 or 4 o'clock when I leave for the gym. And for the last couple of months, on, on the way to the gym, I've been rubbing my eyes and going, damn allergies. I mean, uh, all the pollen in the air and stuff. Guess what? I, the first day I used these, I was on the way to the gym. And I thought, I'm not rubbing my eyes. My eyes don't feel tired. My eyes don't look red. And I thought, I wonder if there's a connection. I mean, I've not had it since I've been using these glasses. So they are Gunner, Gunnar, G-U-N-N-A-R, Gunnar glasses. And and you said they're relatively inexpensive, right? Yeah. All right. Easy enough. All right. Well, that's where everybody should go. So, um, so today, um, we're, we always take the business... Of business very seriously, and we always try to offer a lot of value um, but there 's just a few miscellaneous things that I want to talk about today, but I want to set it up this way: I will never forget something you told me i don 't know a hundred episodes ago uh, i I used a word, and it certainly wasn 't an obscene word, uh, but it was probably a swear word, and one frequently used and you said, "Whoa, hold off you know there 's going to be a thirty five year old dad out there with three little kids in the back seat of the car on the way to school listening to the podcast. And we probably shouldn 't go there and, and since then there 's not been a bad word on on a podcast today there Today there were going to be two of them. Okay, <laughs> we get to swear today. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, no, no, we're gentlemen. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to get, and, and by the way, and they're not like horrible words. They are words you'll see on CBS, NBC, ABC sitcoms. I mean, nothing like you'll see on, on cable, uh, where there are no constraints, but I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. If you're listening in the car and you got three little kids in the back, um, uh, you know, you might want to listen another time if you're really sensitive. But again, I will also tell you that the two words that will be used today that have to be used to convey what we're doing, um, your kids have already heard, and your kids have probably already used them with you. But I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. I wanted to be mindful uh, about that. So, but now, first of all, uh, before we get to the dirty talk, um, last week <laughs> you you attended a Tony Robbins seminar. So I have I've never attended one. I don't know anything about them. I do remember, I'm not sure if you're old enough to remember, I do remember that about 25 or 30 years ago, everybody was going to Est, all around the country, Earhart Seminar Training. And these were the 14, 15, or 16-hour-long seminars. You weren't allowed to go to the bathroom. The auditorium was basically locked. I mean, it was going to be life-changing. And and people either came out of them as disciples of Earhart Seminar Training or... Uh, or they didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And they were very critical. I want to know
0: what goes on. What happened? Tell us about it. What happens? So it's four days, starts on a Thursday. This one is specifically, it was called, is called unleash the power within. And, you know, uh, I think Tony Robbins has been doing this for 30 plus years or so. So Starts about, and they are long days, just as you described. Starts around 10, 1030 in the morning, goes till midnight some days. And what, what, what was, yes, I know. So you speak a lot. Um, I speak often. And it was a fascinating um, opportunity to see something in action. So on Thursday, Tony Robbins took the stage, about 1030 in the morning, um, and keeps 12,000 people basically on their feet, or at least on the edge of their seat straight through till midnight with one 15 minute break. Um, and it was the only time that he actually left the arena. Otherwise he was working the crowd and keeping uh, the energy level at a fevered pace. So, you know, what stage presence is all about. You are an expert in that area, but it was it was amazing to watch a human being um, do that. So it was uh, from a from a communication perspective, from yes. a stage presence perspective. It was it was very fascinating to watch that. Um, a lot of it's based on neuro linguistic programming NLP. NLP. Okay. Yep. So that's that's what the base is. Um, a lot of it about limiting beliefs about setting goals realizing uh what you want there was uh, a day devoted to health and well-being and eating the right things and exercise so uh, about 4 days um and uh um significant amount of content um not for everybody obviously um it, you know it just depends uh do your homework watch, watch a documentary called I'm not your guru. If it looks interesting to folks, they could, they could, that would be a place to start. But yeah, it was, it was a fascinating experience to be in a crowd of 12,000 people for four days with a constant high level of energy, um, throughout. Is it, uh, is it about
1: wearing you down and making you fatigued so that you become
0: so fatigued, you're open to receiving the message? I don't know. I do not think it is. It's uh, that the, because it was amazing. The, you would think you'd be tired and I didn't get tired at all. I was mentally preparing myself to actually be able to do it. And like you go long days. So 12 to 13 hour days, the fascinating thing was to watch somebody maintain interaction with an audience that size for that length of period. But no, it's, I, nobody was looking tired at the end of it. I would say people were energized throughout the process. All
1: right. So, uh, two questions uh, that occur to me. Uh, one, the first question is, cause we always cut to the chase here. What were the two or three big takeaways in terms of professional development for you? And then of course, the other question is, did you walk on the coals?
0: So number one, uh, a couple of, of significant takeaways from me Um, solidified. Number one, it was really solidify um, because I'm a student of this stuff. um, And I, I, I'm always fascinated and interested in it, human performance. So number one um, was to solidify my morning ritual. And there were a number of of areas that really solidified that Uh, and, I was able to add to my morning ritual uh, some of the things that I learned. So that was number one. Number two, uh, the impact and and awareness of self-limiting beliefs and how to identify, break, and replace self-limiting beliefs. And as human beings, we all have them, uh, whether it's uh, – but anyway, we identified yep. them, yep. broke them, and moved on uh, uh, and replaced them with, with new new, empowering beliefs uh, that were actually what we call, you'd call truth. So right. those, were the, those were the two big things for me out of that. Your second question, did I walk on the coals? No, I did not. Um, a lot of it deals with overcoming fear. And I, I told you in an email, I forced myself to face the fear of heights when I was 20 years old, and I bungee jumped. And that really set me on a course of figuring out ways to intentionally and purposefully tackle my fears and find ways to tackle my fears ever since. Right. Um, so I, I'm always looking for ways to stretch myself. And by the time it came time to walk on coals, I asked myself two questions. Number one, why am I doing this? Number two, what will it change for me five days from now? And I couldn't come up with good answers. I didn't walk the coals. So out of 12,000 people, how many people walked on the coals? You know, i bet probably, um, I would guess probably 11,000. I would guess a majority. It was definitely the majority, but you're kidding me. No, I mean, they must have a hundred people just manning the coal pits. Yeah. They had 40 lines of people, um, walking across. It was about a 25. I think they said it was about a 25 foot swath that you would walk through. So, wow. All right. Final question. Um,
1: so, what's your personal take on Tony Robbins? Is he one of the greatest showmen in the world who has a shtick, a great shtick? Or is he a mindful, caring, compassionate person who is doing this because of a calling to improve the lives of other people?
0: I would say it is a, it's going to be a mixture. Um, and no because you, you've, I think he's sincere in his desire to help people and, right. but you've got to have, um, You've got to have the stick, as you say, in order to get up there on that stage and do what he does in front right. of 12,000 people. It's and, and so I would say showman and stick is not derogatory right. in, that, right. in that that sense. So if you're listening and you hear me say that, it's not derogatory. It's n- necessary in order to do what he's going to do. But I do, I think it's, it's sincere. And as I've said to people, you know, each and every person is going to... Yeah. You you need to determine if it's the right thing for you. There are a lot right. of people it's not the right thing for. I completely get that. The 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 thing is that somebody doesn't do this for as long as he's done it, if it's just shtick. Right. I, to, you know, I think we're we're gonna be using um the word BS today. And I think as human beings, our BS meters are getting really, really good. And so um, you know, somebody the reason you have the longevity you have, and you've got the eight books on the New York times bestseller list, and you continue to be at the top of the list and helping businesses and leaders, uh, grow is because you're able to command the stage and convey a message that is relevant and real. And you've been able to do it for this significant span of time. And so when you see longevity, um, masked with the fact that you can attract 12,000 people to yes. an auditorium, Yes, there's, there's something there to, to pay attention to and to take notice of. All right. Great. Thank you for that. So now, uh, can, can we go in a different direction? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I was going right. to say, we're going to have a little bit of fun. All right. So, um, so for 25 years, this guy by the name of Bruce Ritter uh, has been uh, my family's financial planner and has done just a standout, incredible job. Um, and I know a lot of people and I get to touch the lives of millions of people. And, um, b- but in terms of close friends uh, the, the number is very short or uh, very small. Uh, I would consider him to be one of them. Uh, we're politically, uh, diametrically opposed and, uh, and yet we've maintained this friendship, but, w- but I'm sure you have somebody with a relationship like this, where you just always sticking the needle in and always giving each other a hard time b- very often in the gym or something. Well, Bruce loves to just take it out of me and I love to take it out of him. And it just makes him more enduring and makes me love him all the more. So this week I get this email, and it said, Dear Jason, I know you're always looking for new material, and I thought you would like to see this. And, it, and he said, and this is me, Bruce, and this is the date, and I mean, it is safe, so please go to the site. So I go to the site, and the website is, here's the word, BullshitGenerator.com. BullshitGenerator.com. So now, what I want to do is this. I want to pretend that uh, I am star- I'm, I'm looking for investors to fund a business. Okay. And okay. I'm ask, I'm asking you to invest a hundred thousand uh, dollars as a potential investor. And, and I want you to just really try hard to figure out what my business is. So you can ask me, well, what is your business or, or what is it going to do? Or you can dig as deep as you want. And I'm just going to use the stuff off the bullshit generator to respond. And uh, so uh, ask me about my business, my new business. Okay. What product are you selling? Well, what we're going to actually do, Dale, is we're going to recontextualize, uh, out of the box e-commerce. And on top of that, uh, we're going to go, uh, a couple of steps further. And what we're going to, oops. And then what we're going to do is we're going to. Uh, technology, don't you love it? We're going to synergize open source interfaces. Can you get Can you get your head around? A Absolutely. No, I can't. So back to the product. What product are you selling? Okay. Well, what we're going to do, Dale, is we're going to reinvent interactive infomediaries, info and we're going to target .dot com bandwidth. And in the process, we're also going to be transitioning open source platforms. I mean, I don't know how to say it any clearer. <laughs> no, really. Okay. So, who's your primary customer? Well, it's not as much about the customers. It is about empowering distributed partnerships. And uh, uh, and in addition to that, uh, the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to tra- strategize distributed supply chains. We, we, we believe it's going to make a real impact as we engage world-class channels.
0: So you're starting a business that has no product and does not focus on the customer. No, you're missing. Wow. Dale. No, I, Dale. No, Dale, I think you'll Dale. miss my hundred thousand
1: dollars. No, Dale, You're missing it. We're going <laughs> to synergize collaborative eyeballs and we're going to monetize intuitive e-retailers in the process. We're going to integrate clicks and mortar initiatives. And besides doing that, I mean, we're, we're going to drive customized relationships. So
0: anyway, enough of this. Okay. Do you know what my BS meter is doing right now? It's yeah, I do. I do.
1: <laughs> so, so the question is, so it's BullshitGenerator.com. I've had more fun with it this week because it's out there. It's all, I mean, living oh, in the tech area, I mean, in Northern California, I mean, it's gibberish. And, and so one thing is in half your conversations in Northern California, you have to wonder, am I just stupid because I don't know what in the heck they're talking about or are they just pretentious posers. And so I've been wondering this week, why people talk this way? I mean, because it's, it's out there, it's all over the place. And uh, I think there's five reasons. One, to have people think they're breakthrough smart, to baffle other people, to impress to exclude or to simply, I guess there's some people who just like being pretentious. I mean, I can't understand talking like that. So um, so, if, so, if you ever need some buzzwords in your presentations, go to bullshitgenerator.com. And then the other thing you can do is uh, look at people and say, did you get that off
0: bullshitgenerator.com? Uh, uh, so, uh, so that's why. Okay. So that's one thing. All right. And it's really an opportunity. I mean, it speaks to the importance of clarity and especially when you're making an ask? Uh, it
1: does, uh, more, than you can, more than you can imagine. And uh, I mean, you, just, you have to go here. I mean, it so, is just driving interactive models and matrixing B2C channels <laughs> while we're targeting virtual uh, platforms. And besides doing that, we're going to engineer end-to-end models and harness seamless deliverables. And while we're doing that, I mean, we're going to benchmark cross-platform communities.
0: So you, you've told me a story, I'm going to reach back into my memory and I probably have this wrong, but hopefully I I get it close enough to, to remind you. Um, You told a story either on a podcast or when we were having a conversation that you were traveling into a city, somebody, a young person, uh, you know, in their twenties reached out to you and wanted to pitch a business idea to you. And you sat down in a hotel lobby and this group of people. Approached, and they basically had used the BS generator to come up with their business idea, and you couldn't get them to get clear on what they were doing. Dale? I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay. I was doing a
1: speech in Chicago. This group of uh, young millennials with a business idea reached out to me a couple of weeks in advance, wanted to do a presentation to me. We met in the lobby of the Park Hyatt Hotel, and we sat there, and I listened to them for a half hour, and at the end of a half hour, I just had to look at them and said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, this is gibberish. I have no idea what business you're going to be in, what you're going to be selling, who your customers are going to be, how it's going to be run. I have absolutely no idea. And unfortunately, this is very, very commonplace out there. Can I move on to the third Please. thing? Okay. Yes. So um, several years ago, I was talking to my sister on the telephone, and uh, we were talking about another relative who uh, always uses the word "fine." And my sister said, well, you know the definition of the word fine, don't you? And I said, uh, no. And she shared with me the definition of what each one of the letters represent. And it was one of those things I have never forgotten. And so actually a couple of weeks after that, I was talking to my mother and I said, mother, how are you? And my mother said, I'm fine. Have you ever heard anybody ask anybody (laughs) about the food? How's the food? It's fine. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And so I told my mother, I said, you know, I was just talking to Tanya, my sister a couple of weeks ago, and she told me what fine stands for. And I told my mother what uh, what what the four letters of the word fine stand for. And my mother, has never forgotten it. My mother has never said she's <laughs> fine again. Well, this week, this week in the process of business, I mean, I ran into one of those fine characters. I mean, how are you? I'm fine. How's the food? Fine. How are you enjoying the meeting? It's fine. And so I said, I'm, well, I'm going to get on the podcast. We're going to talk about the four, uh, four letters that make up the word fine. Okay, it, it really
0: is a passive
1: aggressive. Oh, it's passive aggressive! Approach. Oh, because if everybody says I'm fine. They're not fine, Dale. But mm-hmm. here are the four things. Number one, F stands for effed up. <laughs> I stands for insecure. N stands for narcissistic, and three stands for evasive. So think about that. It's effed up, insecure, narcissistic, and evasive to use the word fine. And what it is, is it's very, very passive aggressive. And so now we won't belabor the point, but now that everybody knows what the four letters of the word fine stand for, I hope they will permanently excise it from the vocabulary. And let's get on a crusade to excise the word I'm fine out of the vocabulary of everybody. That's what I got for you
0: today that is fantastic you gave us a lot to think about <laughs> yes get clear on our language and the f- first place to start is huck fine effed up insecure narcissistic and evasive wow thank you for that uh, any any final words for us uh
1: oh yes 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 okay i gotta go back to show and tell uh let me get out of here let me go here so uh a couple of weeks ago I got um, an email uh, about this app called Calm, C-A-L-M. And you have to understand, I don't do um, a lot of apps. I don't do a lot of apps that I have to pay for. I have Babbel for foreign languages, um, but I don't do a lot of apps. I, mean, I got a lot of apps on my phone, but most of them are free apps. But Calm, I think it's like 50 bucks a year, and if you want to meditate, I mean, there's hundreds of choices of of music and noise. If you want to sleep, there's hundreds of choices. If you want to invigorate yourself at the end of a long day when you still have to do a little bit more, there's some invigoration stuff. I mean, it is just so cool. So the question is, I'm sure what they're counting on is people are going to download the app and then they don't care whether you use it or not. Most apps I don't use a lot. I find myself using this app on a daily basis for about 15 minutes in the morning when I'm doing my 15 minute mind cleansing, be in the present meditation. And it has been just really helpful. And the other thing is sleep is generally not a problem for me, but a couple of times I have used the sleep part of the calm app on the road. And I mean, I mean, I've been uh, asleep within several minutes and and the sleep app, I think plays for 15 minutes and then shuts away. So your battery doesn't go away. So, Gosh, we've just been a, a font
0: of lots of information today, haven't we? No kidding. You can add, uh, you can uh, go and load up on the apps and the uh, Amazon cart and have all kinds of fun. See better, think better, be yes. more clear. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much, Jason. This has been exactly what we needed for this day and a little bit of a laugh along with it. <laughs> A website to go watch and a reminder of fine. Love it. You have yourself a great week. And with that, I'm going to close this out and tell you that Jason Jennings is the author that USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website. It's jason-jennings.com. While you're there, be sure to check out both the YouTube channel and Facebook. So it's easy. Just uh, jason-jennings.com/slash YouTube. Subscribe while you're there. Like the videos. You can actually watch this podcast in action if you're listening right now. And then uh, jason-jennings.com/slash uh, Facebook will also uh, engage with Jason's Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. So with that, Thank you so much for your time today. We honor it. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential.